Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Forward, kind of, I suppose a mixture of excitement and trepidation like, like any time you go to a big match you're excited to be there you're delighted to be there but you're also slightly worried that things mightn't go as you expected you know so there's always that kind of a mixed feeling going to these matches Eamon can I take you back to sort of 2004 how did you get involved with, uh, with the ladies football well, to the best of my memory, I had been in hospital and I was back working in UCC in the sports office and this guy from Kerry, a friend of mine, Morris McNamara, who he's in a wheelchair and he came in to me and said he had been speaking to one of the ladies involved in ladies football, Eliza Hurden, working in UCC. And they were just wondering what I do. Well, she was wondering if Morris knew anybody might do a few sessions so I said, uh, he asked me, so I said I'd do a few sessions because because of being sick, I hadn't actually kind of decided to go with any team the following year. So this was the end of 2003, so I kind of signed up on that basis that I'd do a few sessions, see how I felt, you know. And a bit like, I suppose, building a house, you had to start at the foundations and like even some of the, 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 the players would have admitted to me tonight that things were disorganised back that time, that they, maybe some of the players didn't know each other, they mightn't have even liked one another. You had to start at the bottom and try and build a, build a foundation. Well, like, to be fair, no, I wouldn't have been aware of any of that. I mean, I was just asked to go in and do some sessions. And, I mean, a couple of nights ago, I was with a Komogi, an under-six Camogie team. Like, so you just go in and you do the best you can. You'd try and make the session as enjoyable as possible like and hope they'd come back the next night and there was nothing more profound than that in it. I just kept doing sessions and they kept coming back and I suddenly well not suddenly, I bit by bit realised that here were a group of people who first of all were very genuine. They were very hard working which they still are and um, I suppose what really kind of endeared them to me was that they were willing to learn and they were willing to kind of follow whatever you were trying to get them to do 
and even in subsequent years when you did something that was obviously very stupid, they never sought to offload, offload the blame onto you, which you know happens quite a lot in team sports. Uh, they would never blame you. They would kind of take it that they had messed up and they try and rectify it the next day. So that had the effect of, you know, we're all insecure. Like, I mean, everybody is insecure. Some of us are more insecure than others. But this, this kind of helped your insecurity that you didn't feel you were being judged the whole time by them. They were willing to cut you some slack if you've messed up. And that had the effect of making you become a bit more confident. And we, we kind of have moved on from there then, like, you know? You had reasonable success in the first year in 2004, but of course the real, the real uh, icing on the cake came in 2005. Well, I, w I wouldn't totally agree. I think we, the Munster Championship in 2004 was on our own robin basis and we were playing Kerry down in, tr in uh, I think it was Kilargland, and at halftime we were 14 points down. And like we were a sorry gang trooping off the field at halftime. It was kind of embarrassing, really, because we had flopped completely. And like that was really when I discovered that there were a sound bunch of people because there were there were no recriminations. We talked through it at halftime, and we got back to within six or seven pints. But in subsequent training sessions, there was no body language to indicate that they were offloading the blame on me. There was no sign that maybe I was too old or maybe I was too old-fashioned. They got down to work and within, that was the 12th of July, I think, by, we played the Monster Final on the 15th of August and we won by 13 pints. So you're talking about a 20-pint a turnaround. Now, if they had been anyway doubtful about what I was doing or anyway critical of what I was doing, I wouldn't have had the confidence to keep going on the way I was going. You know, I just started doubting myself. So that's to their internal credit. So the following year then, we just won everything, you know. We won the league against Galway and Limerick, and we won the Munster against Kerry, and we won the All-Ireland against Galway. Like, I don't think we were beaten that year, maybe once. So I would put it down to their reaction to the initial defeats their positive reaction to the initial defeats helped me to become probably a bit more sure of what I was doing with them, you know? But even right now, like a decade later, they see you as God. I presume that's a, that's a kind of a dangerous place to find yourself in. I wouldn't, you know, I, I, I don't, they wouldn't, I they wouldn't know. I mean, they're, they're a highly intelligent bunch of people, right? They're all high achievers academically and in their working lives. No, I think what they see is that, like, I mean, I love hurling and football. Like, I mean, I'd prefer hurling to football. I make no bones about it. But they see that you're genuine, that this is what I like to do. I don't play golf or anything like that. So they know I'm doing my best. And they're willing then to, if you do make the odd mistake, which we've made a few times, they're willing to... Uh, you know, to let you to let you travel on and get over it, and they don't take it, they don't offload the blame. Like you know, that's a huge thing. I don't think people really appreciate that. Quite often, like the first person to be blamed is the trainer or the coach or the manager. Even though him, you never see a trainer or a coach or a manager kick you a point or make you a great block. Like you know, 
but quite often they're blamed. I know I've been blamed myself in other times, you know. So I appreciate that big time. We have seen the panel evolving down through the years. Like you had Anya Terry this year coming in and causing havoc against them. Mm -hmm. um, Against Mead uh, in uh, in the first uh, in the first qualifier game, but you were saying to me the night in Limerick that like she's been around the block for years, oh, yeah. and like she's had to have a, a very long apprenticeship, and obviously other girls have been in exactly the same position as well. Yeah, well, that's that'll be one of when I speak about them as a bunch of genuine, hardworking, willing to learn people. I mean, take on you, Terry. You know that you mentioned her. I mean, she was a water girl last year for the All Ireland, like you know. Um, and now she's full forward on the team, you know? So, and there are other girls. I mean, like if you take the six that are there now since the, for since the beginning, who are kind of superstars in the eyes of people, uh, you, Rena, Breach Cockery, Geraldine, Deirdre Riley, Breed Stack, and I forget the sixth one now, she'll kill me. But anyway, the six of them, none of them or every one of them has either been, so, Valerie Mulcahy, every one of them has been subbed or not started or taken off during games, like, you know. But you never, you never get a reaction, like, no, obviously they're not happy. I mean, I remember we, Geraldine wasn't on for the league final in 2006, and we brought her on in the second half, I think, and she got two points to win the game for us. Do you know, they're, so they're, they're very level-headed, like, you know. They know you don't leave them off for the fun of it. And it's not personal, like, I'm, I'm not attached to any club. So they appreciate all that subliminally, even, like, you know. Yeah, because I suppose people from the outside looking in would say you, ha you have a rootless streak as well, that, like, there's no time for, uh, for, for, for passengers, and if you're not delivering the goods, you're off. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I, I'd say that's the last thing I'd be. I'd be, I'd be I don't think I'd be anywhere ruthless, but I think they all understand that, like, everybody goes out. We all try to do our best, but any particular on any particular day, things can go wrong. Like, you know, I mean, I've made dopey decisions on the sideline. People have missed easy frees. People have failed to get in a block. Like, and they understand that. To win the game, sometimes we have to rotate the players. I, I'd prefer to use the word rotate, even though it's a bit cliche nowadays. But I think, and particularly in the forwards, I think maybe people don't realise now, somebody averted to it today in the paper, that forwards nowadays in Gaelic have a very hard role to play because they're the first line of defence now. Like, So they have to be able to attack, they have to be able to link, they have to be able to score and then they must defend straight away and they must walk back the field. So it's no wonder that forwards run out of steam maybe with part of an hour to go. And where to the people and the, and in the crowd, it might look like that you're taking someone off because they're not performing. What may in effect be happening is that someone has emptied the tank and needs to be replaced by the very good subs that we would have, like, you know. Of all the things that you've won, Eamon, since 2005, did last year's final give you the greatest satisfaction in the sense that with a quarter of an hour to go, you were not going to be All-Ireland champions? Do you mean satisfaction over the last ten years now? Yeah. Um, no, I'd say the first, the first final 
gave me great satisfaction. And I'd say, I think what I felt at the end of last year's All Ireland was huge relief because I did a, I had made a few I'd done a few dopey things that day, and it was a great relief that the team pulled through. You know, uh, no, the first final was probably the one that was the greatest thrill because you had no you had no broken through. You know. Uh, last year's final was just a great relief that it came right in the end. And now you're facing the same opponents on on, on Sunday afternoon and a bit like yourselves, they're evolving as well. They have a lot of new players this year. What have you made of Dublin? Yeah, well, I've, I've watched. I didn't see them in, in person or in the flesh, but I watched them on DVD. Yeah, and they, they, they all funnel back very quickly when, when, they're, when they lose the ball. And then they've got two or three speed merchants who break at speed. So they're a good team. Like I mean, and they will have the added advantage that they lost last year, according to everybody, and and we're unlucky. Like you know, or that they like they give it away, or that they should have won it. So I mean, they'll be really fired up for this one, and that'll be the big challenge to be equally resolute meeting them. You know, but you have reasons to be fired up as well. Ten titles in eleven years, two fives in a row. But really, th that doesn't come into the, like I can remember the last time in the five in a row now, and really until Mary O'Connor kind of mentioned it in her speech, it hadn't really registered with me. It was just an All Ireland that you wanted to win, like you know. I don't. I I genuinely feel that players or selectors that they don't really be thinking along those lines. You know, that's more. People on the outside would be thinking that way because it's inevitable. Like we all do, I would about a soccer team now, or maybe kick any hurlers. But when you're involved yourself, you're just thinking there's a big match coming up, and we must try and win that. Like you know. I asked you a question before I turned on the microphone. I said, "Eamon, has the last ten years made you ten years older?" Or I suspect they've made you ten years younger. Like this has been a whole new lease of life for you as if you as if you wanted a, a new lease of life but like you've given your life to coaching hurling teams and football teams but like this has been a remarkable journey with remarkable success yeah i, I you know i haven't given it much thought i mean it's we, we've kept going from match to match like that's i wouldn't think any further like you know i mean we're playing now on sunday I wouldn't be thinking. I wouldn't even be thinking of Monday. Like you know, I was just thinking of Sunday. Uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely ten years older than when I started. Uh, but it, 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 it's it's definitely a great interest to have in life. Like you know, it's you're kind of you get caught in the moment, and it's all about while you're there training or while you're playing. Like you know, it is great. Yes, like what's the alternative? Like. It's nice to have that choice at my age, like, you know. I mean, the alternatives just sit at home or go to the pub. Or, so I enjoy doing this. And I, and I suspect from the way you're talking, you won't be going away anytime soon. Oh, I don't know. I would never. We'll, we'll see you when, when, when the final is over. You know, you, have to, you can't. This life is too transient. You can't kind of say you'll be there. You can't plan too far ahead, like, you know, but... Just enjoy the time that's in it. Like, I mean, uh, we were training in SARS the other night now, and it was really enjoyable. Like, you know, I just enjoy being at the training, like, and I enjoy the matches. So, 
Hopefully it'll continue. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 